This is Sunday Rewind. Take it back now, y'all. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now, here are your hosts, Tom Stevens and Mike Melby. Welcome into Husker Rewind. I'm Mike Melby, Tom Stevens out of town. Jake Bachoven joining me here in studio, 11th and 0. You want to be a part of the show? Call up on the Hondo of Lincoln Hotline. Text in on the Sarder Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. If you're watching this on the stream, it is the Sarder Heyman stream. Allo Channel 951, as well as on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Jake, were you able to find the Big Ten Blitz? You yeah, were, yeah. Do, do you remember Lanny Holstein? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, uh, Tom told me he did this. I'm like, it, it's like the best singing job in radio lead-ins ever. So let's hit it. Is Sunday Rewind. Take it back now, y'all. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now, here are your hosts. <laughs> I don't think this is it. <laughs> it's, it's labeled wrong. I swear this says Big Ten Blitz. Oh, well. <laughs> Even though we hyped it up, that uh, that didn't work out. So yeah. well. <laughs> All right. Well, Lanny, we appreciate the efforts that you put in a while ago. Uh, so I'll go ahead and get things kicked off. Uh, Michigan at Minnesota. Wolverines roll. They crush the Gophers 52-10 yesterday. J.J. McCarthy, 14 of 20, 219 yards and a score. Plus, he rushed for two more touchdowns. Will Johnson set the tone early with a 36-yard interception return for a touchdown. It is the 18th straight win for Michigan at Minnesota. And the little brown jug has been taken home by the Wolverines 43 of the last 47 times that these two teams have played. Michigan hosts Indiana next week, and Minnesota has a bye week. Um, that I, Michigan's starting to play like the team everybody expected them because they they were a little not quite up, living up to expectations, although J.J. McCarthy has been stellar. I mean, he's completing, what, 72% of his passes, uh, and, and every decision he makes with the football uh, every decision he makes with audibles, every just look absolutely fantastic. Um, they're they're they look like they're going to be dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a, that's a team that um, you know is has been in the playoffs each of the last two years. Big Ten champs. Uh, we'll get to Ohio State games here in a little bit, but I think I mean Michigan is ranked above them right now. I can see it. I know that they haven't always dominated people, and that's kind of what gave Nebraska fans hope. Um, they're starting to get into their role, and I, I, I think I, as a Nebraska fan, a little I feel a little bit better watching Minnesota go through the same thing Nebraska did, um, and, and so I mean I think they're starting to to feel themselves. You want to do Ohio State Maryland? Uh, I've got Wisconsin Rutgers okay, uh, pulled up, but we can do Ohio State no. Maryland in a second. Uh, Wisconsin ended up winning this one 24 to 13 over Rutgers to improve to four and one on the season. Rutgers falls to four and two. Uh, this was a bit of a game throughout the first half. Wisconsin up 10 to nothing with Wisconsin or with what Rutgers threatening near halftime. However, a 95 yard interception return pretty much shut down any chance Rutgers would have in this game. Uh, so it was 17 nothing at half. Uh, eventually, Rutgers scores late to make it look a little closer than it, than it was. But 24 to 13 final. Braylon Allen, 21 carries, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Of course, they are without Ches Malushi now, so it's going to be important to keep Braylon Allen healthy. They've got that kind of new air raid system. Um, whether that's working or not um, is is still kind of questionable. Tanner Mordecai, 17 of 31 for 145 yards and a touchdown. 
not exactly air raid numbers, but no. uh, I do think Wisconsin uh, came out of this game. I thought I think Rutgers has looked better this year, and so I thought this might be a real test. And they put up somewhat of a fight against Wisconsin, not enough to really scare them, um, but I think Wisconsin looks like the, the the favorite in the Big Ten West. Yeah, they're starting to play like a team. You're going, yeah, I, I, I think they may have the upper hand. Uh, one of the teams that I know a lot of people are saying, well, just give them a 10-1 record uh, or, or 10-2, and two, whatever, is Iowa, even though they're not going to do anything offensively. Uh, they win against Purdue 20 to 14 yesterday. Hawkeyes sit at five and one overall two and one of the conference Purdue after an impressive victory last week, uh, looked frustrated by that Iowa defense. Uh, Purdue falls to two and four overall one and two in the conference. Uh, despite only having the ball for 24 minutes, 32 seconds, Iowa comes up with enough big plays to get the win. Caleb Johnson, Ran for 134 in a TD. I think he had a uh, touchdown run. Second play that he touched the ball in the game for 67 yards. Uh, it's his first game back after an ankle injury that he suffered four weeks ago. Deacon Hill started his first game, uh, first game of his career in place of Cade McNamara, who is out for the season. He put up some relatively paltry numbers, 6-21 <laughs> for 110. He threw a TD and a pick. Uh, the Iowa D, though, they they won the game for him, man. They sat. They only had three sacks on the season coming into that game. They sacked Hudson Card six times, mm. and they came up with twelve total tackles for loss. Next week, Iowa is at Wisconsin, and let's be honest. Right now, the winner of that game is in the driver's seat in the Big Ten West, and you'd have to say they are the odds-on favorite to win it. Uh, and then Purdue hosts Ohio State next week. Road does not get any easier for them. No, it doesn't. But Iowa, I mean, they've got a formula and they stick to it, don't they? And the, that <laughs> offense. Uh, get is is darn right ugly at times. And Brian Ferentz, he's got, he's. He, I mean, they put out the numbers. He's probably not going to get to twenty five points per game. But again, the question that people have had is like, what if they win nine or ten games? And and still, and I, I'd still say you move off him. Like, my God, would that program be something if they had an offense? Yeah, yeah. I it, it's it's insane. What there's a guy I can't remember who it is nationally. Uh, Maybe Stuart Mandel or somebody. But it, he's doing like the race to three twenty five. Yeah. And it's just hilarious. And, and and he made the comment today. He goes, who cares? They may not score more than 10 points in any game, but they're still going to wind up 10 and 2. They're probably going to win the Big Ten West, and they're all going to get brand new contracts. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the purpose of saying 25 points a game? <laughs> I don't know why they, they publicly did that. I don't think that's a, that, that was the greatest decision to begin with. But no. uh, it's, uh, it is it is interesting. I, I, again, I think if they if they actually put some semblance of an offense together, they could really compete. Um, because I mean, we, they went against Penn State and lost thirty-one to nothing. I mean, they do. There are times when it's just like overwhelmed. The defense can't hold forever. Um, so I mean, it's amazing. But I mean, I I've said this for years, and the way that they're currently set up, I like watching Iowa football because it. You know, going into the game, the defense and special teams are going to have to make plays, and it's not like well, hopefully they do. Like they need to to win games, and they routinely do it week after week. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and uh, let's face it. Right now, Nebraska is playing a lot like Iowa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Only the, the the one difference though is Nebraska's offense, for all of its warts, um, they are possessing the ball. I mean, it, it this is what a Big Ten offense needs to do from a time of possession standpoint, mm. and and they're doing it. And that's that's where you know it goes back to play calling. I think there's some there's been some better play calls to run some more clock to you know do what they need to do to try to be successful. It's just you got to get the execution a little bit better. So. 
Well, Ohio State? Yeah, let's go to Ohio State in Maryland. Now, this game is going to sound like a blowout, but it was actually very interesting. 37-17, to 17, Ohio State uh, gets the victory, but this one was close all along and throughout the game. Uh, in fact, at halftime, it was 10-10. to 10. Even going into the fourth quarter, it was 20-17. to 17. Ohio State had taken that lead, um, but this was this was a good game, and, 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 it's, and I know Ohio State's kind of not looking like they have in recent years, but Maryland actually gave them a good game last year as well, so maybe maybe don't jump on to them too much for that right here. Uh, Talia Voga was uh, 21 of 41, 196 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions in this game. On the opposite side, Ohio State, Kyle McCord, 19 of 29, two touchdowns, 320 yards. The interesting thing to me about this game, too, is that Ohio State's running game was shut down, only 62 yards, 1.9 yards per rush, so maybe there is uh, some chinks in the armor there for the Buckeyes. Uh, and and certainly, I think that, that it feels that way. Ryan Day, um, I think the quickest since Chris Peterson to 56, uh, 50 wins in 56 yeah. games. Very impressive. On the opposite side, Maryland now 0 for 32 against ranked teams since joining the Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Van Pelt could not be more proud. Um, let's see. Penn State had a bye this week. Michigan State had a bye this week. Indiana had a bye this week. And Northwestern had a bye this week, only they played an actual game against the Howard Bison. Uh, and the Bison comes storming back. Uh, 23-7 the score going into the fourth quarter. And uh, the Howard Bison outscore Northwestern 13-0 in the fourth. But the Wildcats do hang on for a 23-20 win. Northwestern on the season. Who would have thought this going into the year? Northwestern is three and three. Mm. I mean, one and two in the conference. You knew there were some bad teams uh, in the conference. However, take two. Minnesota was not one of them, and that's their win in conference. So Northwestern again, though, man, they 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 look really bad for most of all of their games. But then there's times where they show flashes of of being a football team that can compete. You know, are they going to compete with some of the top? level teams in the in the conference no but uh somehow some way they 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 do hold on for the win brendan sullivan had three total touchdowns starting in place of injured starter ben bryant wildcats have a bye next week and then they match up against the huskers right here in town that's homecoming too isn't it yeah i believe so yeah so uh, nebraska and northwestern both have buys going into their game here in a couple of weeks that'll i believe take <clears throat> take care of it because with all the buys and big 10 matchups uh that kind of gets us to where we are the thing I also, that Tom and I also like to do kind of in this segment when we do the Big Ten Blitz is rank the teams. Mm. Um, and and it's it's kind of easy to me. Uh, mine jumbled a little bit. Um, I actually had Michigan number three last week, and I moved them up to number one. Uh, like I said, again, just because they're starting to play. And, hey, how you doing? Yeah, we saw you waving. No, they, they were in the, I think it was an envoy oh, okay. uh, driving by. So <laughs> appreciate you guys driving by here. Uh, great studio downtown. At 11th and O Street. Um, but, uh, yeah, Michigan's starting to play like you kind of figured they would. Uh, I dropped Ohio State from 1 to 2 and Penn State from 2 to 3 uh, with Michigan kind of leapfrogging both of those. And I think they're so close, all three of them. And then, to me, Maryland is just a lock at number 4 right now. Yeah. Um, speaking of that Maryland game, you and I were talking on Thursday night at the grand opening. And I made a comment that I'd, I'd bet Nebraska on the money line, and it was one of the larger bets I've ever placed. I don't make big bets, but it was. Yeah. I was pretty confident Nebraska was going to win. Um, and the other game that, to me, would have been a lock was Maryland covering, the at the time, 18 points against Ohio State. The line moved Saturday on, on where I would place a wager to 19, 
Mm. And we had the the get together last night. And so we got really, really busy and, and I forgot to make my bet. And I was going <laughs> to oh, match man. the bet and bet the same amount of money. And I forgot. And lo and behold, they, they wind up not covering. Yeah, so, they lose by 20 yeah, after they, such a competitive game. So I was really happy when I saw it. I was like, <laughs> ah, I didn't uh, wind up losing any money there. Um, <clears throat> would you agree with those top four? I mean, I think Maryland's fourth, but are the yeah. other three interchangeable right now? Uh, they, I, like you, I would put Michigan number one. I think they've probably earned that by now. Penn State and Ohio State, you probably have a good argument one way or the other. Um, and it's kind of interesting. You look at the top 25 now, the Big Ten, you say, oh, it's the Big Ten so good this year because they've got those teams all in the top six. Not another team ranked after that. So, I mean, there is, uh, in the tier system, <laughs> I mean, it, it is a pretty big gap, sizable gap. And I think anybody can see it from three to four. Uh, and then I think they're, but I think that middle is starting to fill out a little bit. It is. I've got Wisconsin at five. I moved them up one from six. I dropped Rutgers from five down to seven. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that, uh, you know, those two, along with Iowa, mm-hmm. Iowa's in at number six. Yeah. I think they're all pretty good. Um, you know, Rutgers, like you said, they, it, it was a pretty close game. And uh, you, you got to see more potential, I think, than what a lot of people anticipated from Greg Schiano, uh, even though he's in what year four now yeah. of this rebuild. And <laughs> you still just gone. never believe in Rutgers. Yeah, I've got Nebraska now at number eight, Minnesota nine, Purdue 10, Illinois 11, Northwestern Indiana, Michigan State, all the way down to 14. And in all reality, I think Wisconsin, Iowa, Rutgers are that that Call it third tier. I don't even know if there's a second tier yeah. or Maryland's on <laughs> it by skip themselves. A tier. <laughs> um, but then Nebraska through, quite honestly, Northwestern. And I'm going to elevate Northwestern into that that just pack that you could make an argument for any of them being eighth or any of them being 12th. It's just simply because Northwestern is, is you're seeing some progress. They did yeah. beat Minnesota, which is a pretty average P.J. Fleck team. But at the same time, man, Minnesota does things the right way. Um, and, and that was a heck of a win. Yeah. And, it, and it's tough too. like, where do you grade? How do you put Minnesota behind Nebraska, even though they've, they beat Nebraska, but Nebraska should have beat basically, you know, it's just, it's just a big mess. And I think that's pretty much what, it, what is, what is fair. I mean, I think if you played them again, you're not necessarily going to win or lose that game or have confidence that you're, ne- they're going to win that game or you can call it. Um, so, I mean, I think it is, and that's where the intrigue is, is, you know, a lot of these games, for Nebraska coming up, Northwestern, Purdue, Michigan State, they're all in there. Yeah. So, sir, this week, you know, you can put one ahead of the other, but it's going to change week to week, game to game. And I don't know if there's, by the end of the season, going to be much, you know, a big leader or a different tier. No. Yeah, it's, it's going to be just a big muddled mess. You know, interesting thing, Nebraska's going to try to do something. that Now, you can't win three in a row or four in a row or five in a row until you win your next one. Mm-hmm. They got one. If they do manage to win against Northwestern, they will be going after their first three-game winning streak since 2016. Mm. I mean, think about that. Um, they were talking about that on the water cooler or something earlier, or happy hour earlier yeah. this week, and, it, it, and I was sitting I'm like, that can't be true. But <laughs> even though I know it has to be because yeah. they're reading off the schedules, they won two here, and then they lost this game. They won two here, and they lost that. And it's like, holy smokes. But this is golden opportunity. I mean, I don't – and again, hey, you know what? If they're all ugly 20-7 to seven wins um, or – 21-20 wins, or they're all just ugly. Who cares right now? You know, I, we, we all said we believe in Matt Rule. We we believe in what he's doing, or not all of us, but a lot of people do. Take the wins, man, because games like that, for the last five years, that was a guaranteed loss, no matter how bad that other team was. 
Yeah. And especially, again, to rank these teams, it was so hard to do a Scott Frost team because, like, are we ranking what they should be, what they could be, what they are three and a half quarters in? You know, it's, just, it's like, where do you put them? Um, and, and so, I mean, I do think this team, I've said it before, I don't, like, when I looked before the season and I looked at all those Scott Frost teams, I said, that team has a bowl roster. If I look at this team, I don't know. It's just so far removed from bowl teams. There's not like a semblance of like, you know, too many all-conference guys. And this defense obviously is a bowl defense. We figured that halfway through the season, but we're still kind of in that uh, get to know and, and, and see in in the improvement category if they can if they can get there. And they're going to have to win a lot of coin flip games. And in order to do that, obviously, they're going to have to take care of the ball better than they did against Illinois. Um, but this, that's kind of, and, and people may not like it, that's what the Big Ten West is built on a lot. A lot of these Minnesota teams that are winning nine games a year, Iowa that's winning nine every year or whatever, you know, they're not beating everybody 46 to 13. They're grinding out a 21 to 18 win once your team makes a mistake and they'll capitalize late. Yep. That's kind of what it is. And Nebraska's not quite there or even looking at that, you know, like that quite yet because they're too mistake prone. Um, but if you just kind of, that's all it is. If you just take kind of those mistakes out of there, you have a solid defense, you can run the clock, um, you know, you can you can win a formula that's pretty much tried and true in this part of the country and particularly in this division. Oh, exactly. Um, one of my favorite things all time, and it, I, could, I can honestly say I am probably a bigger fan of this sport and this team than anybody else, pro or college or high school, Waverly High School, go Vikes. Um, but Nebraska basketball is, has been a passion mm. of mine for so long. And I've been fortunate over the years to be able to meet a couple of the guys that played. I, I ran a gas station in downtown Lincoln. Uh, Eric Strickland and the gang that uh, he used to run with uh, with the Huskers, Bernard Garner and uh, Chester Searles and Mikey Moore all would come in. Uh, and another guy that I wound up meeting was one of the few players that played on Mo Iba's last team and Danny Nee's first team. And I worked with him a few years ago. And his name is Bernard Day. He's a former Husker hoopster, played uh, professionally overseas for a lot of years. Uh, his son, BJ, was on t- one of 10 Miles teams. I think he was here for a year or two. Uh, but we are going to catch up with Bernard Day and kind of get his thoughts on uh, on Nebraska basketball. We'll do that when we come back here on Husker Rewind on 93.7 The Ticket. Alexa.